Okay, so I've been listening to this podcast this week, several episodes of it, called um, <laughs> Clever Girl Knows, exclamation point, by Clever Girl Finance. So the girl who founded this website, I cannot remember her name. I should probably Google it. But I think she said, this is terrible. Also, I've had a couple of shots, and I haven't had We've much all had a couple of shots. liquor in a while. Also, very quick side note, this is the portrait that, that Chris did of the Hargreaves. Oh my family. gosh, that <laughs> is amazing. amazing. So, Reginald Hargreaves, there's Luther, there's Allison. Um, I need to go through and like re-watch ben, it, because I don't remember any of the characters, but I do remember really liking it. Uh, who's the Hispanic guy? There's Ben... There's six. Shit. Anyway, so this podcast, this one episode is called, um, you know, they talk about, like, finances and money and how to save and how to how to save during the midst of a pandemic, how to save when you've lost your job, how to, what to do, how to pay I your mean, bills. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it's been very... Especially um, in today's... <laughs> also, I will say, there's an episode that she posted um, after all of the George Floyd... Um, yeah. the the George yeah. Floyd incident and all that stuff about how you can make a difference you know when you say like she was talking about people messaging her and just saying I'm so sorry about um, you know what black people have had to deal with and all this stuff and she's like she's okay, like, okay well that's great that. but you're yeah. transferring your guilt onto me it's, yeah, well, and, and exactly like right. it's as much as I don't and this or I'm just gonna say this really quick because I don't want to get you sidetracked well, but no, I feel no, like you're fine. It, like people that are not of color, white people, I guess in general, like yeah, like and I'm not saying it comes out of a place of like being mean hearted, but like we want to apologize for these things because we, we feel it's our how. duty. But at the, at the same time, it's like you are making it about yourself at that point, and that's I think, and we don't realize it when we're like, I'm so sorry for what we did. It's almost like we're trying to be like. Oh my gosh! I'm so sorry. Look at me apologize, and I I don't know because it's hard to like tell like the right thing to do. And I agree. Like sometimes I don't even know what to do, but I feel like I don't know if that's what she gets at. But like you said, right, like, transferring right, right, that right, right, guilt, right. like to you, like I'm so sorry about what I've done. Like, but you have to put yourself in those people's shoes. Like, what do you do when somebody says, you know, like if you had to think about, like, what if somebody apologizes to you for like centuries of like. Right, you know maltreatment of people of your like ethnicity. Like, what do you say? Like, oh, how do you deal with that? Like, I, I don't understand. You know, it's hard. I'm just so, saying, I don't know. So <laughs> what she posts, and I think she, I apologize if I'm wrong, but I think she, her family, is Haitian, if I remember right. Could be a guest that I'm thinking of that she had on one of her episodes. But anyway, so there's an episode she put out on June third. And it's like nine minutes. So if you have a short drive or something, put it on. It's called The Clever Girls Know Podcast. And the episode number is 148. Came out on June 3rd. And it's called How to Use Your Voice to Stand Against Racial Injustice Plus How I Really Feel. And she kind of talks about, you know, maybe the things you could say to your friends who are people of color. And maybe things that you can do to show your support rather than just reaching out to your people to your friends who are people of color and saying I'm really sorry about what happened to Breonna Taylor I'm really sorry about what happened to George Floyd I'm really sorry about what happened to you know this person who was obviously mistreated 
or possibly died at the hands of law enforcement. So anyway, that's a really good episode to listen to. It's like nine minutes long. So if you have a short period of time, drinking your coffee in the morning, it's a really good listen just to hear somebody, uh, somebody's perspective who has experienced racial injustice and has experienced discrimination. Um, she's very, I don't know, she's very articulate and very knowledgeable and very forward about how she feels about it and how she thinks that people who are not of color could show their support effectively, if that makes sense. Which is, which is, is helpful because I feel like that's the biggest thing, like feeling compassionate and like having all those feelings inside you, sometimes you can't always transfer that into something like malleable or visual that you can see to be like, to give off the same feeling that you're feeling. And it's hard. I mean, you know, it's hard, especially in that context, because you don't want to say something wrong. Right. You don't want to come off as too much because then it feels ingenuine. Correct. You know, so, and that, that's where I have trouble. And I, going off this, like listening to a podcast that I've listened recently, two of the teacher podcasts that, that I've listened to truth for teachers and pod of pedagogy, Um, have addressed both these issues about like this and like even in the classroom it's as simple like it's hard to address those topics but even it could be as simple as like when you post things around your classroom and you probably remember back to when you were in school you see white boys and girls I mean you do I mean you see a lot of white boys and girls in your books you know things that are posted around the classroom those little cartoony things you see white boys white girls it could be as even simple as, as simple just, as like for instance what i've read and what i've listened to in a lot of teaching based things it could be as easy as incorporating books that involve people of color involve people of different religions and people who believe differently so that they can experience like all the people in your classroom can experience that like hey that's me they can see themselves and what you're doing and what you're reading so for instance like if i were going to make a job chart like yeah for instance mine this year like when it shows the kids all the kids you know boys girls black white asian just different ethnicities different colors like so they can see themselves in those people you know it's hard to be in a class and be, you know, of Asian descent or anything like that, and then not see yourself in anything, not read any books that pertaining no, yeah. to people that look like you or the people that have the same culture or religion as you. It's hard to, for especially for younger kids, to imagine themselves in that setting when they don't see themselves. I mean, it goes to the same extent as when you go to stores to buy dolls for kids. No, yeah. The preference. No, I wouldn't even say the preference, preference, but but the norm is that you see white white dolls, white girls and white boy dolls. It's as easy as incorporating more people of color into those things. It's like if you kids are not born hating or disliking anybody who is different from them. Or really even acknowledging... And we're acknowledging people those People who are of a different color. I mean, the most difficult thing I probably taught this last year was during Black History Month. 
and teaching these kids about like Harriet Tubman and Frederick Douglass and Jackie Robinson and Martin Luther King Mm -hmm. and um, Ruby Bridges and all these important black figures and so many more and trying to address to them how important what they did because of what was going on and speaking from someone who teaches the lowest school age grade of kindergarten it is a difficult subject to broach but it is still important to get it in right. the, uh, younger they right. have, and the way I tried to do was not you don't have to go into specifics as in like that's for later ages like the mm-hmm. actual like what you happened. know they don't need to know about whipping or slave quarters yeah, or the there's certain specifics but they do need to know like I did address what slavery was but it was in a way of you know, these age, people worked. Appropriate, these like, people worked right. for no money. They were treated poorly. They were treated unfairly. How mm-hmm. would you feel in this situation? They were treated not as and it's people, but as like, property. Like, how would you feel if than. somebody told you what to do, where to live, all the time? Like, right. and and you go through these steps. And even when I read these books that I had, that I even read through, I found myself going through paragraphs and lines where I'm like, should I say this? Should I say it a different way? And sometimes I did. And sometimes I even look back and I'm like, maybe I should have just said it. You know, maybe I, but you, you become in this in between of what should I say and what shouldn't I say? But Mm -hmm. it becomes a point of like, these kids should know early on that people even though you don't look differently. And and then we had good discussions. And um, I wouldn't even say, unfortunately, as much as it is unfortunate, but it's not. But, like, we have many different ethnicities in our school. But at the yeah. same time, like, my class was white. You know, predominantly white this mm-hmm. last year. And we have small class sizes. We're a private Christian academy. So, like, I don't have a lot of students. I have six this year. I have ten this year. And I will say this next coming year it's more diverse which is wonderful you know I you know either way I love every student I will do whatever I can for any of those students but like you know explaining to a whole group you know they only have certain experiences but it was wonderful hearing these kids being like well it would be unfair if so and so that goes to that school had to do this I'm said yeah that's what I'm saying and I'm and I try to tell them like it slavery was a long time ago but you have to realize like this has been a struggle for a long time because that that's the biggest issue they face is a lot of these kids their issue is time mm-hmm. like when they think slavery sometimes and this was ancient, like, this was something right. that was shared with me by the first grade teacher last year at this time because we were both discussing this at the same time you know during boss history month in february right. so or, yeah february that's right sorry yeah so we were discussing this at the same time and she had first and second grade and i had kindergarten so we're discussing this and she had one um african-american child in her class mm-hmm. and she had one student come up to her and ask her and you know looking back it was kind of an awkward question that we were both like when she told me i was like she asked right. her she was like is was so and slow a slave because they don't they didn't realize no, yeah. the time difference so of course she explained right. to her no she was not you know but it's stuff like that you don't think about these kids thinking about but then when they look at kids in their class they might not realize like wait was so and so doing this with so you see this disconnect between like you want everybody to be accepting but then we're not allowed to teach the truth 
because it's unacceptable at that age. It's not age appropriate. But then you have kids acting, asking questions that are way above the level of what we're teaching. So right. should we go further or should we say, that's a question for your parents? Right. Where you come in this line of like, where do you become a teacher and be like, you know, this is what happened. Like, right. and you know, even when I taught with Ruby Bridges, you know, she's still alive. Mm-hmm. She was the first black child to be integrated into yeah. an all white school. Her story, you know, she came into this school and when they decided that, you know, they were going to integrate this school, she became the only girl in her class. Because, because all of the parents pulled their white children out of that class. So that teacher stayed and taught her by herself in that classroom. Because none of the white parents wanted her to be around any of... Or none of the white parents wanted their child to their be children around. to be around her. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the prejudices that at that time. And this was right. not long ago. You know, this... In the in general the scope of scheme, things. This, she's still alive. Right. So when she was a child, she experienced this. And now she's going from that to this. And as the year went along, some parents were accepting. But still, yeah. there was not many. Most of them, as soon as she came into that school, they pulled their kids out of that school. Mm-hmm. Because of her coming, there was there was police that had to be in front of that school to literally keep mobs of white parents from injuring a child. You know, it's it, it comes yeah. to a point where, like, you don't want to explain certain things because it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard as a teacher to answer certain questions that they have because you're like, where's my line? Where do I get in serious trouble for saying certain things that are true, mm-hmm. but are but, they age appropriate? Would the, would the parents like to know? But when is, where is that line when you're talking about race? People yeah. that they are going to experience every day that have gone through struggles for centuries that people want to act like was so long ago but was not. When you still have people that are alive to this Literally day so that have experienced such extreme racial injustice right. as children, where do you draw that line? Yeah. That, yeah. It's hard. And I had those questions and to talk about the timeline of like Martin Luther King and Ruby Bridges and Harriet Tubman being before and like and they remember that stuff which is wonderful. I love when they talk about it and like Harriet Tubman <laughs> saved so and so many people and like but the North Star. Yet, and, like, yet another case where I don't educate or I don't I don't educate Jesus. Uh, I don't another, educate. another another instance of where I don't envy my friends who work in education because it's just it's it's a beautiful thing when they realize that like these differences are what make us special and not what separate us like Mm -hmm. differences should actually unite us because it causes a conversation and conversations if done correctly should come to either a compromise or an agreement right so yeah. either you compromise on an issue and you you adjust to there is a middle ground that we both can agree to and become comfortable with because we care about one another's personal feelings and how we are going to get through life. Or you come to an agreement where this is how it's going to be for either one and you do you and you do me. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, either right, like you right, compromise right. or you're like, you do you, I'm going to do me. And we keep that to a point where... 
we can still coexist, compromise, but, like, right? <laughs> well, and, and what I mean, and I'm not saying there's certain issues where you can't do that, like racial injustice, you know, sexual preference, like all that stuff. Like you, you can't say you have to compromise. Right. There's an it, there's an area where like people should be able to feel the way they feel, love the way they love, and look the way they look without you demeaning or discriminating right. against their lifestyle and choices. I feel like but the biggest like that is it's political like it's not it's not right. anything else it's <laughs> political and that's like, the thing like, of church and state, like all really, of this like you yeah. should do whatever the fuck you want as long as you're and not thing hurting is, someone. i feel like right. the biggest as thing long is, as you're happy and, you're and i feel like the anyone. biggest thing that i'm feeling like with the compromise thing is religion uh-huh people who have believed a certain way their whole lives and believe something so firmly are not going to be moved so so greatly in a way that it's going to completely change their mindset into yours so you have to come to a middle ground where you have to agree that like you may believe a certain way like say you're christian and you believe that homosexuality is wrong deep in your heart you maybe think that i don't know if i would get to heaven if i was a homosexual that does not mean you come protest that does not mean you come with hate that means you come with acceptance to the fact that you can come to church, you can believe the way you believe, and I will support you. Right. But that doesn't mean you're trying to change somebody. That means you're trying to help them find their own way through life. Right. And if you are a Christian, as far as I have learned, you do not judge. The only one that is allowed to judge is God. Right. right. God right. will judge you, and that is the only person who will judge you. Honestly, even if you're not Christian, any higher being, if you believe That's in so, who that is who judgment. will judge you, whether right. it be Gaia, you know, whoever it is that you believe in right you know right, right. that is who you are judged by or you are judged by yourself if you believe in the spirituality within yourself but you are not judging others that there right. is no religion where you are purely judging others and if there is you are taking that context into your own heart and not the way it was meant to be described right you you are million percent agree with that yes you are making that into hate not your context. Even the Quran and people who are completely against that faith do not understand. And I'm not saying, and you can look in the Bible and find similar statements that people do not follow. Do you, yeah. or do you eat seafood and shellfish? Absolutely. Well, are you a Christian? You know I do. Are yeah. you? Oh, well, you're not because you eat shrimp well, here's and the shellfish thing, and dirty. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it's the same difference. Like, what are you trying to pick and choose to make your faith real? What like, are you trying to make trip? somebody else Wait, do? Did I, did I black out? Shrimp? But you know what? This is probably getting way too deep. But I'm just saying, I am a very spiritual person. Like, I'm not going to discuss exactly what I believe because I feel like it's personal and it's it's a lot. Right, right. But I'm saying, like, I believe that everything happens for a reason. I believe what you put out, you get back firmly. I I will believe that till the day I die because Mm -hmm. I have seen people in my life put out stuff that I have said to whoever – you know, give them back what they put out, and I will guarantee 100% of the time they get back what they put out every right. time. It's whether it's negative and they receive negative, yeah. or the whether universe, they put out God, positive and Gaia, positive. Allah, whatever, whatever you, you want to call it, it will come to you. Right. There is something more, whether, and I'm not saying if you're an atheist, you can believe whatever you, if you believe there's nothing, that's fine, but there is something that drives you, whether it be yourself or something more. Right. Yeah. There's you can believe if it's you or if you can believe that it's that. I think that either way, you can choose whether or not 
it drives you in a way that's positive or negative. So if you're going to stand outside abortion clinics and shame the mother who got raped and got pregnant, you can do that. Or you can be the person that tells that person your choice is your story and you deserve to live a life that is fulfilling to you. Right. First off, this might have been, like, the best rant we've ever had. Like, you went off, and you went off hard, and I'm totally here for it. No, I, I but, have good <laughs> feelings about this. I really I, do. Like, I'm going to sing a buzz, I, and I'm going to rebuttal you. I love you, and I respect you so much. I, I just, I've, I've just for, being in the, uh, the, being able the to, realm uh, that I've been in, and just, like, thinking about this, like, I just feel as if people deserve to live their best life. And I know that's a common statement, and, like, snap, snap, hashtag best life. But at the same point... <laughs> Like, it's true. Unless yeah. you're going to physically hurt somebody or negatively impact a large group of people or even someone individually, like, you do you. Whatever makes you feel like this is your best life, you could it, die tomorrow. Yeah, if you're not hurting anybody and you're hurt. happy, you go for it. And, and I'm, I'm fully for that, 100%. And, like, I... Honestly, I I meditate. I I, I do what I... I can do what I <laughs> want. I love you. So, one of, one of my... Okay, so... Can I obviously, of that Chick-fil-A cup? Yeah. Obviously, you two are two of my most favorite people. Uh, <laughs> obviously. No. Obviously. Obviously. Um, I look forward to any time I get to see you. Yeah, obviously. Um, and, and I have, like, some of my most favorite people. And those people are usually people who are very open-minded and are all about hey you know what we can totally agree to disagree like if you know and that you know i if as long as we can respect each other totally fine i mean i feel like we both are we we both we both (laughs) we all three um you know see pretty much eye to eye on things and if we don't again we're open-minded enough that we can accept each other as we are um because, like, like you said, you know, as long as you're not hurting anybody emotionally, mentally, physically, abusing anybody, or cutting anybody down unnecessarily, um, not that cutting anybody down is ever necessary, unless you're just being an asshole, <laughs> then you probably deserve to be taken down a peg or two. Yeah, but, um, sometimes some people need to be taken down a peg or two. Right. All three of us have probably been that person, but I, I, mean, yeah, I, I, I have been... Uh, I, can I, Raise your hand if you've been personally victimized by Virginia George. Fuck that bitch. So let me me jump in line first to say that I've done things that people would be very disapproving of. Oh, yes. Me too. Very, very... very, um, I think that's part of the conversation is that people aren't willing to admit that. Right. So, yeah. Another one of my most favorite Especially people. Especially us pasty white bastards. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean yeah. yeah, white people are the worst. And I mean, <laughs> this is coming from a white <laughs> person. Do white people right here I, right I, now. I, <laughs> You know, in general. And another, like, another one of my most favorite people. And this is going to sound really weird because I know I've bitched about him a lot. Um, yeah. it's my, is my boss. Like, as a boss... As my boss, um, I have a lot of complaints. <laughs> as a person, <laughs> as a person, I, I, pretty much adore him. Like he is very much a great person. Now, as I say, like a, you know, when people say, "Oh, well, he's a good Christian man," 
you know, but he yeah, might, he's like, he might go out and get drunk and cause some shenanigans, get arrested. The police chief knows him, whatever, let him go. No, this dude, like, he... Actually is. He actually is, like, being a person who wasn't relate... Wasn't... Relayed? No, that's not the he word. He wasn't relayed. <laughs> no, he, he wasn't really laid. No, I'm just kidding. He, he has three laid. kids. He's definitely been laid. Um, so, as <laughs> he a has person, I've got questions. <laughs> he should have questions. It's more like it. Like, I have hey, questions for his wife about this divine intervention that's happened times three. Uh, no, but as a um, as as a person who I deem as a good Christian man like he he has his faults he will admit them sometimes almost too willingly like I think he's a little down on himself sometimes he downplays like his his good qualities uh, but he's very open he's very understanding he's and he's very much about whether it's politics or religion or whatever like hey we may not agree on everything we may not see eye to eye but as long as I respect your opinion and you respect mine, we can have conversations that are civil and we can get along and we can try to understand each other's viewpoints. He's very much that kind of person, which to me exemplifies a good Christian man. Is it, you know, like if he, if he, that, if that's how he believes, you know, if he's, if he is of the Christian belief and he's, a, he's a devout Southern Baptist man. That's Baptist totally man, there. Yeah, no, and no, he, believe me, I was a Baptist. Pretty much that or Church of God, and that's a different sort of oh. people. Oh, that's where I grew. But, church yeah. of God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was I, actually in this, or, in this order. I was Catholic, Church of God, Baptist. Right. So, but, and so for, me, all the for me, it's well, take out Church of God, but it's Catholic Baptist. Catholic Southern Baptist, which Catholic, is the extreme Baptist. I, I, I said cactus, but I meant Catholic. Catholic is definitely... Okay, Can if I, I do explain, Catholic is a bunch of up and down. Church of God is a bunch Christ of... Speak. Church Catholic of, is a bunch of, of down God. and just church beating yourself up for it. <laughs> church of God is a bunch of, like, speaking of tongues and hallelujah. Brian, and Baptist Brian, is... Baptist is clapping and hands out the ceiling. He was, like, the up and down. He was, like... No, Catholic Catholicism was a bit confusing for me, but I mean, going off what she said, Church of God has its own set of rules. I remember going off the Church of God thing. I remember probably the most disturbing and something I probably want to see now, um, which because I remember seeing it as a child, I was like, "What the fuck?" Um, I remember I went to the Church of God with my grandmother when she was alive because, like, when I was younger. And I never really understood why my parents felt this so necessary, but my parents were never super religious. Like, I remember my mom, she, when I was younger, wasn't super religious. It may be spiritual, more or less, but not yeah. super religious. And, but they would send me to Sunday, on Sundays, they would send me with my aunt and uncle to Catholic church. Mm-hmm. Don't know why they never went. They never went, but I had to go through the classes, take communion, up and down, you know, nah, nah, nah. all that spectacles, testicles, wall and watch, spectacles, you know, all, all that stuff. So you know, I I know more than I probably should, but like I did Catholic stuff, and then 
I just, and I was young, so I don't remember, but I just remember all of a sudden it switched from me going to church on Sundays with my aunt to going to church on Sundays with my grandma, let alone at this point, my parents never went with me. Yeah. Which I always thought was super weird. Like, I got forced into church, but my parents never did. Do do not feel weird about that, because the entire time I went to church, my parents never went. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, I I was telling her, I started off in Catholic with my aunt and uncle, never with my parents, then went to Church of God with my grandma, never with my parents. Church of God. Church of God. How I actually actually got my... And this is... My parents were spiritual, maybe, but never super religious until yeah. I had them come one day to Baptist church when I thought I was going to get baptized, and then I ended up backing out of it. I've been baptized Catholic, in Catholic, right, right, but right, I have right, never right, been baptized anywhere else, so I guess if I'm going to have a Catholic, I'm going to up there. I've been, but, quote, unquote, but I remember saved. that day. I remember that day. Right, right. My parents came, I wore a white dress, and <laughs> I was supposed to get baptized. <laughs> and I remember feeling off <laughs> about the whole thing. I remember being very. <laughs> I remember you're fine. I remember being like that day I knew I was supposed to get baptized and I remember feeling off the whole day and not being like I don't feel like, like this maybe is this right. is not what I need to do. Like yeah. I felt like I did it because like a couple of my you friends were doing it in the youth yeah. group and I had been saved. I had accepted Jesus into my heart. You know, what I'm not saying, I don't, I don't feel fulfillment in some sort of way, whether I'm not going to divulge how I feel, but no, 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 but but I'm just saying like this way, this way at that time I was not. At right. all, You're and I and I didn't under, I didn't understand what that meant. Like when they always said, "Accept Jesus, Jesus into your heart." I'm like, "What does that mean?" Right. Like, why? What am I doing? And so I accepted it. I, I feel would like come as a kid, up. You definitely will get that. Much less as a teenager, you have I, so much going. Yeah, on and I remember I come up to the front and have people crying over me, and me even crying yeah. about stuff that I don't gonna, even think like, to this yeah. day. I don't feel like I remember what I was doing, but I remember that day my parents came and I was supposed to get baptized and right before I was supposed to go the baptismal thing started leaking. Ooh. And I couldn't get baptized Ooh. that day. So my choice from God himself. And so he's I, like, I legitimately was given the choice like, to, either me, get, we'll touch to either not yeah. get to get baptized that next Sunday or, mm-hmm. you know, for Don't this and I didn't. And I never was. And like to this day, I'm like, maybe that was something that I needed to really think about what I was doing. Because as much as like looking back on it, I'm not saying that baptism doesn't have some sort of significance to the people who do it. Now, do I believe that truly when you come out while you're purified? No, because I believe when people say they're born with sin, nobody's born with sin. A baby is not born sinful. A baby is born. They're a person. They have done nothing. (laughs) And do I even believe in sin? Not necessarily. Like there is, there is wrong and right, but there's a thin line. And you know, there's stuff that's very wrong. There's stuff that's like extremely good, but then you come to that line and it's gray. There's a gray area, no matter what anybody wants to say, there's a gray area to everything. There's always an exception to the rule. There's always a story you can tell to make something different. 
to a man stealing bread for his children. Like, yes, that's like, very, exactly, like, and that's basic, but, like, he example, would, yeah. but he stole something to better himself and his family. He wasn't just thinking of himself. He didn't steal money and already had money. It wasn't even to better. To, it was and to provide. Exactly, for. and, like, it becomes a line where you're just like, what is good and what is bad? I mean, you know, but there is always a gray area toward, uh, to that, and I just feel like... To anything. There was a point yeah. where I, I didn't, and then at that point, I remember my parents came to church that day, and that day, I feel like they came and had a different experience than I did. They came, mm-hmm. and they hadn't been to church in years. Yeah. And they came to a realization that this is where they needed to be, and I came to a realization is really, that I don't... Maybe not where I'm moving. And so that's where the... At that point, I was, 15, the other six, way. <laughs> I was 15, 16, and then we had a major break. Yeah. Where I didn't want to go to church anymore. They were always at church. I mean, we had major arguments. I remember when, and this yeah. was years in the future, Holidays, 18, 18, 18, 19. I remember vividly, I had a boyfriend at that time. And as much as my parents were religious, they weren't strict, if that made sense. Yeah. Like, I yeah. was late to have my boyfriend in my room at night, and, like, nothing was, that wasn't matter. And he yeah, literally, I was 18, and he was, uh, 20-something. So, yeah, Sorry. I met him at college, and I didn't realize how old he was, but it was Pelosi, so everybody can be any age they want to. Yeah, you know, yeah. One of those things. So, like, he's, and I remember this, it was Chris, it was the morning of Christmas Eve. And I woke up and just did not want to go to church. I felt not great. I didn't want to go. I was just upset. I honestly wanted to spend time with him. I remember it was the biggest fight I ever had with my mom. And literally told me I was going to hell. Like, I wasn't... I mean, it was extreme. I mean, at that point, it was extreme for her. And it was also extreme for me. Like, I was extremely against it. She was extremely before for it. So we were on opposite sides of the pendulum at that point. We were so opposite. My boyfriend was with my parents at that time. So he wanted to go to church with my parents while I... No, I mean, it was... And, I mean, obviously not together Don't make me break up with you. So, I mean, and that was a hard morning. I remember bawling. It was bad. I mean, it was bad all around. And, I I mean, as the years have gone by, we've come to a happy medium with the fact that, like, there was years where she would ask me to, can you go to Sunday service for church? Can you go to Sunday service for Easter? Where, like, she would be upset with me and literally fear my life in hell because I didn't go. So there was that. And I'm like, I'm not going to go to hell because I don't want to go to Easter service because I don't want to get at 6 a.m. and go to sunrise service. I'm not going to go to hell. Like, I, I, it's not that. And then we were at such extreme opposites to where we've slowly come to the middle where we've realized, like, they can go to church every Sunday. I mm-hmm. can do what I do and believe what I do. And we're fine. We don't have right. that issue anymore. Like, yeah. it's not... I feel like we came to an... For, like, the big holiday Christmas. Yeah, and, and, and well, the thing is, like... Right. We're not requiring you to go But the thing is, like, service. I don't even right. go major holidays anymore. Because yeah. yeah. it's not that I don't respect it. It's not that I don't believe or whatever. It's just but a like, simple no, fact that, like... spend time with your family, like, Christmas. Oh, yeah, so I'm going to be yeah. with them. Right. And that's but what I was like, I'm going to go to church service. Yeah, I'm that's... Some of that, too. Like, I'm like... Yeah, it's not that I'm against it. It's not that I won't do it. It's not that I won't go to church. It's just, like... Sometimes there becomes such an extreme disconnect. 
And, like, it was such a weird, like, we went from this to this. Like, we were both on opposite sides of the pendulum at once. Like, she was extremely, like, non-religious while I was religious. And then all of a sudden, that pendulum swung. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's that easy. I guess what I'm getting at is that, like, opinions change as quick as the weather. No. People learn new information, decide to change their opinions, which isn't a bad thing. Right. But it's not always a good thing. Depends on the information. It depends yeah. on the information. That's like a, yeah. a white yeah. supremacist realizing that their thoughts are wrong would be a positive thing. But somebody realizing that, you know, maybe I thought a certain way about a group of people, but one experience turned me to start believing that whole group of people were horrible. That's a bad experience. That's a, that's right. a negative thought from one negative experience right and it's hard to say that one positive experience shouldn't change you but neither should one negative experience so where is that medium where you realize like certain things require certain you you either believe it or you don't or you have an experience that makes you swing like it it is just what it is it depends on the person either you're inherently for it or you're against it and then either you have a experience that changes your mind or you always think a certain way you do like it's just how people are yeah so it just depends like i had an experience that completely switched me same with my parents but it's gotten better could it have been worse the whole time? Yeah. We could have always had this disconnect. I could have currently had this disconnect with my parents and always had this issue with them about how I feel and how they feel. But it comes to a concern like how much do you how much do you want to fit with something that's pure belief versus what is what in front of you? Like you see somebody you love and you wanna you wanna throw out your own son or daughter because they decide that they're gay or lesbian, but then because of your religion but then when do you come to the connect that that is your son or daughter and whether you believe a certain way does that change the fact that that is your son or daughter and that Mm -hmm. you love them no matter what they do right do you come to that conclusion or do you kick them out that's your choice well, that that is where it comes down to like your personal choice. Of that whole pendulum. Like, oh God, yeah. Yeah, that pendulum, pendulum can swing so many different ways. It can. <laughs> My favorite story to tell about this pendulum, though, is because it's got a lot going on. Um, first off, is about my mom. My mom is very Christian. She does not like me telling her that I'm not Christian. <laughs> yeah, but I've been like. Amen. Like not not quite my bag. Like, what are you gonna believe? It's fine. I'm gonna do my own thing. She loves me anyways. She also grew up in the '60s, so like uh, she was a little mean to gay people growing up. Me and my brother Brian taught her how to be extra gay people. We we're like, hey, they're, right. they're people too. And she was like, fair points. I'll take that. Yeah. No, you said like <laughs> she's doing much better. The best thing about my mom is that as a Christian, you very rarely find this, is that... Open ears, open mind? No, not even that. Like, in a Christian's mind, depending on the sect of Christian you subscribe to, any sin is as great as any other sin. Yeah, all sins are created equal, so whether you murder or you lie, lie. apparently that is So my mom is very big, my mom is a very big proponent of that, and she's really like, the sins I have done are not any greater or worse than a person being gay. Mm -hmm. She's like, I don't necessarily 
agree with it. I think maybe in government they should be allowed to be married. Like, she's fine with that, but she's like, I still think it's a sin. Right. But at the same time, I've also sinned. I'm going to hell. Like, she's the first Christian to admit, like, I'm not going to heaven. Like, I've been so Which I think yeah. is an honorable thing to admit that at least you are not yeah, completely like, absolved from your sins. Because, and that's you the know, one thing about my mom. My mom does not hate gay people. She loves them. She works with a lot of them. Like, she loves gay people. But, like, she's at least willing to admit, like, I'm not saying that in my spirituality that I don't think you're going to hell, but I will meet you there. <laughs> like, 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 we'll be with that together if we're we going. Have a great I, time. Like, I guess the well, extra seats I, I in this like handbasket. That, that, that honestly <laughs> comes to a point of like she, if she's gonna believe, she's gonna believe. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? Like, like what I've she done realizes is not like what but... I've done is just as sinful as what they've done. So if we're gonna go, we're gonna go together. together. Which yeah. I mean, I love your mom. No, yeah, I love your mom to death. Like she's so sweet. Your stepdad, yeah, is wonderful. Like I, your whole family, honestly, yeah. have been wonderful. So like I love your mom to death. Like and I, I feel like she is one of those people that like she's I, like I'm not. I, I fucked up. Say, but they fucked know. up and we'll fuck up together. And, it's and honestly. <laughs> You know, and honestly, I feel like that's where you have to come to, like, an agreement is that everybody's going to fuck up. Like, whether you believe there's someone that's going to take you up or someone that's going to take you down. down. Like, She's at least one of those people that's, like, regardless, like, as far as what I believe, I know I've sinned. I know I'm going to hell. There's nothing I can do to fix that. These people are going to hell, too. Don't take their rights away, like... Yeah, I'm not saying I agree with you like, from a religious many, perspective, yeah. but like from a secular perspective, like, don't do that. Well, like, and yeah. like many comedians have said, you know, especially about when we were talking more about, like, the right for gays to get married, or gay people, I don't know, gay sounds bad, I don't know if that's co- politically correct, but it sounds awful for some reason when I, I say I mean they're the G in, in LGBT. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So I don't I honestly a try to be as political correct, but sometimes I always second get myself. But all I'm saying is like people good, who have they're not gay. heterosexual preferences. There we go. They have every right to be as miserable as the people married that are straight, which is true. Like right. if we want to marry whoever, marry whoever. Now I feel like you get to an extent where people who uh, I will not like allow you to marry a horse. Like I'm sorry, but you're not going to do me Sally. You're also going to marry. I feel children. like there's that's so... another thing that I've heard of recently with the ageism thing. And if okay. I hear one okay. more okay. thing about people trying, to, I feel like there are so many to more try same to sex marriages justify pedophilia I'm gonna freak the fuck out oh god no. I, 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 I don't even want to talk about that because I'm gonna scream but can Please. I just say that there's I feel like there are so many more same sex marriages that have been successful than heterosexual marriages because you're actually I've had living in you have actually had a struggle to make that shit work right. like, you've made that you've, you've fought for that shit if you've you're gonna make for it, it work you know you love that person it's not like all these heteros staying together because it's convenient so like, like, oh, yeah, we it out, because you know, nobody, nobody it fucking out. cares if you're a boy and a girl fucking but god for god forbade you fucking finger somebody and then you're fucking you know, Sodom and Gomorrah getting fucking turned into stone, you know, shit, whatever you want to say, but it's just like, it's kind of just some fucked up shit, like, you can't well, you and I have fingered a couple people in our days, so I think we've hit her Hey, well, and that's coming from a way of this is, this is, I made out with a couple of girls, but I don't know, it's chaser? I don't have any gear chaser. There's some blue moon, but, um 
I uh, oh my I'm, not gonna com- I'm not going to completely completely say I am 100% heterosexual because I'm not. Like, I feel like you and I, I don't have the ability to say that after everything we well, know we've done. Well, I almost dated a girl too. So, but I mean, no, I feel no, like- no. I was. I don't say it, but I think you are more than I am because I don't think that because we've both done the same amount of things. But well, I've never been on the verge of dating someone. Well, so I don't know if I can and say like a I feel step, like but- I feel like it's hard to say because I've never dated a girl, but also like my best friend, who we or one of my best friends. I hate saying just best friend because I no, have no, no, many no. friends. But like I know, uh, she, I know what I am to you, girl. <laughs> but like she, right now, got she last two relationships she's had oh, for girls. probably a total of like, but she's still almost she's ten still years. She's guys. she's talking with a guy now. She went on a date with a guy. I'm yeah, so confused. Like, well, she's by. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that, but like. She seems so comfortable with girls. Like, that she like does, thing, but, but I like, think that always was more of like her being able to be a more of a leadership role in those relationships. And she even told me this room around. She was it. like, I straight up told him that I don't want like I want him to like she was she even said because I mean I agree, like her relationships have been difficult in the fact that like both of her relationships that she's had, like she's met these people and they've moved in with her. Like, both of the last girlfriends she's had. So, like, she's talking to this guy now who looks like her type, you know, kind of hippie, youth, and tall yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, exactly I've dated doing. that before. I know Don't what you're it. getting oh, at. Oh, God. I remember when a hippie, thin, tall guy was my type. <laughs> but, like, I'm so... I, I, I'm <laughs> like, I was, I was like, 19. Fuck. Well, she showed me... Well, this is a girl, the girl we talked about earlier. Like, she... What I would have normally described as a lesbian because like so when we grew up like there wouldn't from what I noticed have been any like what people would have called signs you know what I'm saying we grew up about the same had the same interests but like when I start having boyfriends oh the bird she started having girlfriends so like she had two main relationships both with girls and both like years long Mm mm-hmm so now, like, she's gotten out of her longest relationship, with the, which has been, like, four or five years with somebody. And now she's, like, talking to a guy. Okay. Which I mean, she has, in between re- relationships, she has had sex with males. So she, it's not that she hasn't have, had it. But I've talked to her. And she's even said, like, and I find it so interesting to talk to her about it. Because, like, I'm just going to come out and say, I've had sex with girls. I've had multiple different kinds of sex women like I I get it but I don't at the same time because it's been like isolated incidences and like my long term relationships have been with males. I only had one like sexual experience with a girl. My feeling was worse. But I I think I had been like I mean, well, I, I know I, I, have, I, have, I have had sexual like relationships with her. Girls, Just so you know, but... I I fucked I fucked Carney Katie before. Uh, oh, hey, it's but well, like that's the kind of best friendship we had. That, that adds Hi. an entirely new thought to my spank bank. Hey, girl, Sorry, but gross. um, I've also like had it with <laughs> like other to say that. like it's other really people. Funny. But like people get weird about it when I say that she's my friend and like that she's lesbian. Like you must have had some. Me and her, you can actually, be friends we, with somebody. We've never 
ever had anything sexual happen between her and she's been like since we've been older her whole like relationship status has been like contextualized as lesbian right and i've never had any like anything but she's had girlfriends before that she's done that with but me and her like and people want to say like if somebody's gay they're gonna have sex with a boy if they're lesbian they're gonna have sex with any girl they see that's not it you can still have relationships think about it with you if you're if you're attracted to men am i gonna fuck any men any man i meet no No. am i if i'm attracted to women if i'm (laughs) gonna fuck any men i probably would have at some point but in my early well, <laughs> exactly. But like, but. it just like people want to think that like if you're, especially I feel like the stereotype is so I unfairly like, bit, like. I think it's different towards for men. Hetero, men. It's, it's a little bit different for heterosexual people in particular. Like, if you're a heterosexual person and you're a woman, you can be friends with a guy and not have it be sexual. If you're a right. heterosexual man, you can be friends with a girl and not be sexual. I'm not saying if you're with a significant other, you're going to be, like, really weirdly jealous and be like, why are you friends with that person of the opposite gender? But, like, if you're gay, like, if you're a dude and you're friends with another dude and, like, people are like, you guys are fucking right, and they're like, no, it's just Well, and thing. that's the thing. Like, oh, like you're lesbian God. and, like, you're friends with another girl. Like, relationships if you're attracted to the same sex, you have to be attracted to everyone who's a woman. And you're like, that's not It's that not the no. taste. Like, I, like, for my friend, no. in instance, she is attracted to women who are more butch. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're no, more, right. like, masculine lesbians. Whereas, like, personally, if I'm attracted to a woman, they are more femmes. Yeah, which we're more, more femi- feminine lesbians. Yeah. Like, like I'm not going to lie. Like, I've we totally been... My friend is, like, if I were going to mess around with someone, to be more like someone like you because she's more the femme in the relationship. Does that mean we're going to... No. I, she's my best friend. Like, I'm not about that. No, like, no. I don't feel like... Believe me, like, she's literally shit in front of me on the toilet and we've had a conversation believe me like we don't have yeah, that kind of, of like of believe me like I've literally had well, a know, conversation with her and she's pulled me. down her pants and sat on her toilet and we've continued a conversation at her house like so you mean someone have older than that oh yeah oh, we were like, me and my friend Ashley but like, like we used to just like that was how like I have to shit when you come talk to me like, and you'd sit on the edge of the tub, and you'd fucking talk to your friend that was shitting. Dude, that was just what you did. And at the end yeah. of the night, that like, was that what, was you what did. we did. Like, we didn't shit, obviously, but, like, we shared a room, like, yeah. when we first moved out. I so, like, sure. at, the, at the end of the night, like, we'd party all night. Like, at the night, like, we'd just be sitting there, like, trying to pass out, and she'd be like, you're still up, and I'd be like, yeah. But, also, just to put a pin in it, uh, next time we didn't quite get to it, uh, adult relationships. Not yeah. relationships, but, like, friendships is more of a thing. No, so it's already midnight. Like, exactly. One of the reasons, yeah, one of the reasons I was brought up that Clever Girl News podcast. So the link I shared, if you go to my Facebook page, I shared a link to an episode that was like right before the end of last year, called "Who's on Your Bus," and it was about I don't want to say adult relationships, but about people who like your bus are people who are involved in your life. So that asking the question to yourself who's on your bus is looking at people who are in your life who are either trying to help you get to where you want to go or help you reach a certain goal or help you live a more peaceful serene life <laughs> that's a fucking struggle and take like... and take the people who are hindering you from doing that 
or take the people who are negative in your life well and and essentially again keeping you from getting to that goal um kicking them off your fucking bus or taking them from the front seat which is helping you navigate towards your goals to putting them in the fucking back and you can have cheerleaders there there are people who are like cheer you on do it but they don't contribute anything and putting them on the side of the road anyway it's a really Episode one thirty one. Well, I feel like one thirty one. Who's yeah. on the bus? Definitely. To be honest, at this point, the episode. I feel like it's, a, it, it's about like, forty five minutes long. But if you can listen to it in like segments, it's really good. I'm also gonna plug a podcast before we sign off. Um, so I've been listening to this one, and I know like most people are gonna be like, "I'm not a teacher. That doesn't apply to me." But I've been listening to this podcast called Truth for Teachers. And there's a couple episodes that deal with overwhelm, like how to how to not get into overwhelm mode and how to de-stress okay. yourself de-stress yourself. It's called Truth by Teachers or Truth for Teachers by Angela Watson and it's called How to Reduce Overwhelm and I think there's like eight ways or something that she combines them in. She has books and everything. But just like the general like kind of like what we were talking about earlier like reducing your sense of like trying to please everybody realizing that what you think is important and like I feel like this is important for teachers and for everybody but like especially in the teaching profession how you feel as if you have to please everyone have your things about everyone like as much as like you're here to provide for the students it's about you and I think overall it's an important podcast to describe how whatever job or occupation or however you mainly spend your time like you are important like you have self-worth you have self-care that is that you need so like I just think it's important to think about those things when you even think about like what you said like who you keep on your bus who helps you who supports you because I feel like a lot of people carry out carry around weight of people who Mm -hmm. don't support them right and it's not even necessarily about like who's supporting you but who's not providing their fair share of a give and take in a relationship give and take like we talked about earlier exactly like yes it's give and take like you can't ask for apples ask for leaves ask for branches ask for a trunk like ask for all these things from people and not give back and then decide at the very end or you know farewell into to the relationship to ask for so much right. and that person be like i have nothing left to give that's yeah you take so much from somebody to the point where they have given everything to you and what they have is all they have right and that's all they have and people get surprised when people cut them off or say enough is enough like right. i can't do this and they're like what did i do it's not about what did you do. It's about what didn't you do. Yeah. I think That's, it's about checking people. Like Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Uh, re- and exactly. your friends. Yeah. Like, you yeah, have yeah, to yeah, check, think yeah, about yourself Check your friends others. before you let your friends wreck you. Exactly. Exactly. It, yeah. That's, uh, yeah, there's a whole and story I'll get into. I up for yourself, but, like, literally, this is what I'm saying. Oh, like, I'm sorry, teaser. but cliches That's are cliches for a, reason for a reason, because they yeah. stand yes. the test of time. Yes. They, they, 
it, it might not fit every issue, but it does fit at least mm-hmm. one you're having. Right. Like, I, I yeah, hate... Exactly, yes. I hate to use this as an example, but... Brittany and I are very pasty white. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. It, you are very much a person of color. <laughs> like, yes. Thank you for acknowledging that I'm a person of color. You would be surprised how many people do not. It's free. Well, you're not yeah. white. Thank you. And that, that's not. an experience I'll get into in a later episode. Maybe next one, maybe the one after that. I don't know. But regardless of that, like, yes. I feel like if any of us had a question about something that we were like, is this okay to say? We would come to you very honestly like, is this offensive? Yeah. And you'd very honestly give us an answer and be like, yeah, at least like, I hope yeah. yes that you'd give us an answer because if I would ever I think the whole point is is to have a very open dialogue if you yes. especially be willing you, to talk about shit. Come to that person is, as a person. Like think about it like how would you want someone to come at you? Like right. if you were having a problem with the person, wouldn't you much rather that person be like, "Hey, so maybe I said something earlier that wasn't something you felt okay with. Like, mm-hmm. what did I say that bothered you rather than be so like, I can learn. hey, why are you upset? Like, yeah. what did I do? What's your problem? I, I did the nothing same wrong question in a different way. Right. And honestly, I feel it's like really people don't understand the, the difference yes. between, like, what you say and how you say it. And that is a super big difference and yes. like no it's even really just as how teaching, you come at the person with the question it's not like what's your problem it's literally like what did i say that well and even in teaching so i feel sometimes i'll say something and i'll be like i shouldn't have said it that way mm-hmm. i should have said it this way and then the next time i'll say it that way and i'll try intentionally to say it that way am i perfect no <laughs> like i say things and i go home mm-hmm. and i'll cry like and I feel like it's okay because I'm releasing some sort of emotion that maybe yeah. I didn't experience <clears throat> earlier. Right. And when I go back the next day, I'll be like, you know what? When this happens, instead of saying, like, you know, you're being disrespectful, you can get out if you're going to be that way, I may come to that student and be like, hey, I expect better from you. What is going on? It's the same difference, like, the intent behind the message of me saying, get out if you don't want to learn is the same as being like, why are you not wanting to learn? Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same. Why don't you and want you can better you, for and yourself? And I feel like the more from I'm yourself, listening, why don't you expect more from yourself? And see, that's the thing. I've been listening to these teacher podcasts and as much as I've been doing it because that's my profession and that's what I do. Like I've realized it comes into terms with just dealing with people because mm-hmm. children are little people. They're mm-hmm. still fucking people. But at least yeah. they're like still if you moldable. think about like how you were even in fifth grade. No, they're still at least moldable. Like oh, once you exactly. get to be Person, like, like, you get to a point like, where you have to look at people and be like, and even, I know what I didn't say was right, but if I could change it, how would you want me to say this? Yeah, how right. do you? How did you feel when you did this thing? Why did you do it? And even if they give you something you didn't expect, you can be like, okay, I knew well, Why not forward. next time we don't react this way? Right. And we'll both try to get better because I feel like teachers That's and people yeah. feel as if 
when they react that way, that's the way it was fine. I'm okay. What's your problem? No, it's both of your problems. Regardless, you have to have a conversation. You can always act differently than what you did before. Yeah, that's no one's perfect. No one will ever be perfect. That's the biggest thing is always realize that you're never you're never done learning. You're never yes. You're never as the man in the cave. As Socrates said, you will never see the light yes. until you've experienced the darkness. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no, no, no. So, you're never done mm. learning. You're never done experiencing new things. There, There's always going to be a situation that's going to come along that you can get something from exactly. to make you a better, more open, more understanding person. It's a constant process, and I think that's what's so beautiful about life is that you are never done learning. And the person, I think it was Plato who actually said that, and I could be wrong, so I'm drunk. So You, know. <laughs> you are very drunk. <laughs> but I am. Fucking Google it. She fucking Google it. It's either Plato or Socrates said that, like, the wise man is never done learning in so many words. Like, you will always learn until the day you die. Nothing will be certain until you're deceased. Like, you will always continue to learn about people, about things, about policies, about politics, about race, about the religion, about ethnicity, about sexuality. Everything will be a spectrum until you die. And either you get used to that or you sit in your corner and cry and fuss and fight or you agree I and think compromise and you learn and you love there's a difference no yeah and i okay. completely agree with that i googled a wise man is never done learning proverbs 1 5 from the, the new king james version goddamn biblical no uh, life lessons from proverbs a wise man will hear and increase learning and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel one of the lessons I've learned in life is that no one knows everything. I, this is somebody's commentary on this verse. I've learned never to despise people because you can learn something from everyone. A wise man will hear and, and increase in learning. That takes humility, the humility to accept that you don't know everything, and thus allow someone else to teach so basically, or counsel you. A smart very, man fair. knows That's family radio A wise man can no. learn anything. Yeah. Yeah. A wise man is wise enough to know that they are not finished learning. Now, so here's my thing with all of that. I think that was very well put. But here's my thing. <laughs> I think Sorry. the whole thing, no matter what religion you subscribe to, I know many people from many different religions. I know many people of many different ethnicities, colors, races, whatever. I think the whole point is just to have an open dialogue. Yeah. And I feel like the being willing to for learn love, for the love of god i'm not trying to make this a white people. person thing i feel like it's just that white people coming from me and Brittany as two white people yeah. i feel like not us but other white people are very afraid to ask questions mm-hmm. and i think that should be a very open thing like i'm not saying that like should white people be like can i say the n-word no that's fucking common sense <laughs> right like for the love of god you know you shouldn't say that but if you say hey <clears throat> as a person of color what are some experiences you've had in if discrimination I, if, or or like if, if i said this like it's not necessarily a racial term but like if i said this is that uncomfortable to you like right. having the conversation to be like how do i address people of your color 
Do I say African American? Do I say black? And see, there are things that you all could ask me that I could in turn ask people who are black, who they could in turn ask other people who are Asian or Hispanic, or and those people could turn around. You mean we have a very open dialogue, right? So, like, we could literally come to you as a person of color, be like, "Hey, do you think you can maybe?" Ask some people, like, what would be the best way for a white person to approach this? Like, there are ways that we can do this, and it's not that uncomfortable. But I think the whole point of it is, is to have... (laughs) I think the whole point of this is... Sorry. I completely ruined... I am... You were having a time. As a man once said to me earlier today... Kid, you've been impressing me for years. <laughs> Not gonna lie, though. I well, will impress many, myself for many, years to come. How many times am I the more super one? Impress, impress. I, I'm just gonna ask. How many I times? Shit, I shit, I how shit. How many more times am I the more super one? Really? <laughs> I don't even drink anymore is the thing. Brittany, you have done like twelve shots tonight. Like I'm not even lying. Like really? you've done like twelve. That that almost made How me feel myself this one? you said that. Thirteen. Right in your boobs. So every time you swipe it's another one. Fourteen. Mm. Fifteen. Sixteen. Seventeen. <laughs> point to the, all this was is that I feel like there should be an open dialogue between people of color and white people coming from two white people. Yeah, no, exactly, and I feel like... I think there should be an open dialogue, like, obviously, like I said earlier, like, to obviously don't go around saying the N-word, like, no one's going to do that, but... Right. Stuff, the like, obvious thing, but then also... I'm going to come from my mom, who has always said... I can never say that word. It makes me feel uncomfortable. I will never say that word. Like, my mom hate... Well, I mean, I agree. Like, I hate that word, too. But, like, I literally haven't seen my mom... Like, for people even saying that word. Like, even, like, in rap songs, she will... As soon as she hears that word, she's like, change the channel! Like, she just does not do it. And, I mean... I think, well, like, besides that, that's, like, the most obvious. That's obvious. You know, it, it, like it's just obvious, yes. Little things besides that. I think it should just be an open conversation, which was what Emily and I were talking about earlier. Like, where she is a person of color and we're two white people. Like, if we ever actually had a question about something to be like, is this okay to say? Like, if, is this racially insensitive? Like, she would give us a very honest answer. And I think more people need to have that kind of dialogue to where, like... I hate to say it, white people, we're fucking ignorant. Like, we are goddamn ignorant. And sometimes we don't know what is okay to say and what's not okay to say. Instead of having that open dialogue and being like, hey, like, I'm not going to say this, but like, is this okay to say? And having someone be like, no, it's not. Exactly. And I've I've seen this on Facebook, Instagram, pretty much any social media thing you can get via computer or phone. (laughs) Via computer or phone. That white privilege does not mean that you never experience no, yes. this any is, this is any that I would like to hardship yeah. in your life, but it means that white privilege does not mean that you experience that hardship in your life because of your race. 
And I feel like that's what people are having a hard time grasping is they want to be like, well, all lives matter because I had a hard childhood and I was poor and sure, so. I had a rough, I had to, you know, I, like I had all these you. struggles. And I'm going to tell you, like, I, I, I did you, not grow up rich, but nobody pulled me over in a car and gave me a ticket just because I was white. If I'm going to say anything, and I will say this, I got off with a lot because I was a fucking white girl with my tits out. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie. Like, anytime I've gotten away with something, and I can specifically remember a moment, and I know you can remember it because I told you when I got there. Yeah. Probably about 2021, I was driving on a road to a house party, <laughs> literally had a McDonald's cup, kind of like I do now. Full of wine, had a box of half drinking wine in my seat covered with a fucking blanket, got pulled over because I was going down a road too fast that everybody went down too fast. But that night, that night though, they had had a wreck. And when I got pulled over, didn't take my license, didn't take my registration. I was going. 20 miles at least wow. over the speed limit because that speed limit down the road was like 35 and I was going at least 40, 50. I mean, you know, whatever. Everybody and, was on that exactly. road. Exactly. <laughs> and they pulled yeah. me over and all didn't ask me my anything. It didn't ask me for license registration. All they told me was like, hey, so we had a wreck here earlier tonight and we just want everyone to be careful so you need to slow down I'm like okay Pretty was, no and actually i remember no. now i was underage so i was at least yeah, 19 no, you or were, 20 you were. i had a mcdonald's cup halfway full of wine and a half thing of box wine maxi i was drinking i was halfway tipsy i was headed to a party i pre-gamed <laughs> You know, I mean, what was I thinking? If I were black or any other other ethnicity, I 100% know I would have at least been asked, have you been drinking? Have you been doing... Like, is there anything in the car? Like, I would have been asked those questions, but I wasn't. Not a single time, and actually, any single time I have been pulled over since then, never have I been asked that question. No matter how fast I was going, no matter what I was doing, never have I been asked if I have drugs or alcohol in the car or if I've been drinking. Never. And half those times, I probably have been drinking and probably had something that I shouldn't have had. So, about four or five years ago. Every time. So, just a few years after that happened to you, on that exact same road, I had an accident at an intersection with a traffic light where... Was it at Bob Gray or like... It was on on level. I was going into Middlebrook. I was going from Middlebrook towards Turkey Creek. Okay, towards so the intersection. Yeah, that yeah, way, yeah. Towards, towards that, yeah. Right. So I was we're going from, the, we're right, going right, from, right, from this, the apartment. From the apartment. You're going the way, yeah. From the so apartment where we started this podcast. If you don't understand what I'm saying by in this podcast, this is why. Pretty I don't yes. think anyone understands what you're saying. <laughs> I was well, so, pretty coherent. I tried to enunciate very you've early. Been, you've this. been very coherent, yeah. I feel like the last made a lot of sense. very drunk right now, though. Yeah, I'm really. I haven't seen this drunk in a while. Yeah, I, 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 I'm I, I, honestly excited to see drunk Brittany. Holla. We will have to write this up soon, though, because it is like 12 30. She's, like, she's converting you to a holla right now. Um, so, oh on, on that same road yes. where you got pulled over, I 
was in an accident at that traffic lot um, by there was a Weigel's convenience store there. Yes. Um, I, Where level meets your nose. Right. So my light was green. There was somebody waiting to turn left, um, and they would have had a either a red light or a flashing yellow light. I'm not exactly sure which one coming from the interstate towards where I live. Yeah. So well, so my light was green. Yeah, right. Either so, way, like, and I was on my going. way. I was on my way to meet John and my trivia crew. Oh, we. On a Tuesday evening at our trivia location. Yeah, so you're coming from Middlebrook to go to what? Towards the interstate. Right. Yeah, so. Right, right. Yeah. So. You had a green light? What the fuck happened? At that like, wild so Well, what the fuck happened was that somebody <laughs> felt that they were entitled to turn left when they were not allowed to turn left. And Dude, I saw that. them starting to turn. And so I started slamming on my brakes and I slid. But they kept fucking going and they didn't make it before my car got to where they were and we impacted so i hit their passenger side door with the passenger side front end of my car yeah so passenger side passenger side bam um so we we wrecked i backed my car up pulled into the gas station parking lot they pulled into the gas station parking so lot. right there at the weigels before your house right, right yeah. at the point okay i'm just so trying, yeah so very fortunately there was a witness from our accident who happened to be staying at the apartment complex where that my friend manages <laughs> and where she lives. Oh my she god, like, like right there because well, a Weigel was yeah. there. Yeah. He, like right behind. He, like, yes. he was an off duty detective oh, from he, Texas. Sorry, he what? was like okay. Nope. <laughs> okay, so the witness was an off duty detective from Texas who happened to be right in there. Knoxville. <laughs> Because he was attending a um, seminar at UT, at University of Tennessee in Knoxville. So, he, a person of Hispanic origin, um, had he was right behind, let's see, he had turned right before them. So, he turned, saw me approaching, but knew he had enough time to clear the turn. Yeah. Saw the car behind him also pull out. He not having like, enough time to clear <laughs> as I was approaching the intersection. Saw me break, saw me slide, and impact with them. We all turned into the parking lot. He came over to me immediately. He was and like, was just like, hey, <laughs> I just want you to know I saw everything. And so, and I was like, okay, do you mind to stay here? Like, I just called 911. I don't know who's coming, whether it's going to be Knox City, Knox County, Sheriff's Office, or State Trooper, or whatever. Ended up being a State Trooper who came, and this guy stayed until he was like, I saw exactly what happened. He was like, I knew I had enough time to turn before she approached the intersection. The car behind me did not have enough time. And anyway, so he, he, I mean, basically hung out with me the whole time before this, you know... Um, before this was all resolved, this whole issue. Of course, their insurance company ended up paying for my car to get fixed because they totally fucked up the front end of my car. Yeah. Um, I had, like, six bungee cords, like, 
holding this shit together. <laughs> like holding my hood down, holding my grill on, holding shit. I mean, it was it was and just all every way. It was held together <laughs> like we're it was very engineered. <laughs> it was very uh, like backwoods engineered. Um, but that I mean, I was also questioned. Have you been drinking? And I and I very was very honest. I said no, I haven't been. But I was on my way to go have a beer. I was going. Well, to that's I was on my way I to trivia. Like yet. I don't think I've ever been pulled over. And I'm gonna be honest. I've been pulled over tipsy and with things, whether alcohol, you know, alcohol or whatever, something I shouldn't have had on me at that time. And never been asked as a white person whether I've had anything on me or had drinking everything. Never. Really? And, okay, so I'm going to... Are you... I don't want to interrupt you. No, I'm done. Okay, so... They paid for my shit to get fixed, so it got fixed, so I'm done. (laughs) So, I had a recent... I had a recent experience, which, looking back, if I were a cop, I probably would have asked, like, have you been drinking? Do you have anything on you? So... I was driving At the home. very least for your fucking license and registration. Well, yeah. Well, no, and there's been several times. The basics. I, well, and the thing is, I've been pulled over three or four times mm-hmm. where had, they've never asked for my license or registration. Really? Never. Nope. Never. Just like, hey, you knew you were doing this? I'm like, yeah. Did you know that in some No, and I'm serious, like... Yeah, no, and I, I'm not gonna be the perfect angel that says I don't like I just don't do this before they come into the car because oh I do. yeah, I'm I'm like, totally like, hey. I totally like. Hey, so you yeah. know, like hey. I still get pulled over, so I don't know what this but, like. Um, okay, so, sorry, no, I legitimately <laughs> my I I'm gonna say Good my you. my <laughs> procedure is lift, tuck. Push. I don't use spray. They're already like, hey, officer. Like, no, I'm serious. Like, I, I push and I spray and I push up and I spray perfume and they pull me over and, sprayed, and I'm like, like hey, what do you need? Like, I'm, I know I'm, I'm not Besides stupid. the spray part, it might smell like shit, but like my boobs are already. But pushed. well, no, you have big titties. I have like like shit. Like, let's be honest. I only have decent sized titties when I'm overweight. Like, otherwise, I'm like B. Like I'm C if I'm fat, but like otherwise. Let me tell you, but I'm good. Titties are titties. Whether they're A, no, titties are titties. I'm just saying though. You go through the whole alphabet. I'm gonna tell you though. I've never felt so confident, and I'm probably the biggest I've been in like five years. So I'm good. Don't worry. I'm just saying though that like if I actually bend over as far as the titties goes, like I like if I bent like square over like. Nine degrees, like it would. Girl, your titties are like good. No, it would look like cowards. When they actually like, dangle, I they're not that great. Titties, I would not be no. complaining, no. like I at all. The <laughs> back, the back problem. You don't have no idea about the back problems. You well, have no idea about the fact no, that if you bend over at a ninety degree angle where you're like this. Yeah. And your tits literally like cowards. You're like, yeah. this is not this, attractive at like, all. I'm gonna this be not honest, <laughs> and nobody can see oh. this, so I'm comfortable. I was putting like, some lotion on my legs this, this is, morning, and I'm like, this is. This awful. is as uh, like you guys are lucky. You you see this? This is a big. I'd much rather have that at this point. I well, the like, thing I'm, is, like, as many people my size would feel like uncomfortable. Like, I'm fine with this. 
You should like be, this is like the amount of back problems I've had throughout my life. Like the amount of back problems I've I never had felt uncomfortable with my tits because I honestly have always had like a massive ass, so I've always been I don't feel uncomfortable. It just hurts. It hurts to have big tits. No, like, like I, I, I no, it does. Like even me, I can, like trying to like bend over, like even just like in general. Have, like, I feel, I feel legit. Like no, sick. I have a hunchback in general. I like, can cons- legit consistently. Like, this is understand the argument from both ends of wanting a breast. <laughs> Um, augmentation to breast. increase size and a she breast augmentation to size breast. I'm gonna show size. you. Not really, <laughs> but like, <laughs> I was like, I know no, I'm not gonna, gonna pull out my breast. I was like, do I have any like, ones in my wallet? What? No, I'm just kidding. I'm no, that. but like, I've always liked my boobs because I can fit no, like, them into the hand. Literally, you're at the point where like you're not flat chested. But you're not like overly. Well, and see, okay, so if I can can say anything for women that are insecure about their breasts, like if I was going basically on cup size, I would be a B. But like my ideal bra size is a 36C. Like, and I only know that That's because, a good mid-size. But because I've read I on it. I was a 36C in middle school. It is not. Well, I no, was a 36C well, no, right I, out of high it school. It depends. But, like, for me, like, it fits around this part and this part. And, like, I feel oh, wait, like. Wait, you're just about the bra that fits you? Yeah, the bra oh, that fits you. I thought you were no. like, I, ideally, I like to be. I thought you were talking no, about. No, no, not no, ideally. No, no, no like, no, no, I, sorry, 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 I sorry, fit sorry. in into, like, okay, so this isn't. I know. I think it's really even D embarrassing, like, but like, okay, D. so I'm gonna just like. She's gonna so, do a thing. This is from Walmart. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm doing it right now. This is I from Walmart. Thing on you. So I, I bought these on black. On, I, like I, I bought these sure on black. Got this going on. Let's do this. We're all in neutrals. <laughs> so this is from Y'all Black Friday. Y'all about to get a at everything. This is from like, Black Friday, like, Walmart. Is this better? Like, I feel like it's No, but seriously, this is from Black Friday, Walmart at Christmas. Like, you went even lower. Okay. I had, yeah, <laughs> oh I did. Oh my god, I got some of this. I got a so, gray one and a maroon one and a I, black one and then none of them uh, fucking I fit. I did get uh, all of them and they did fit. None of them fit. <laughs> I was gonna say, how did like, you know like, my boobs wouldn't fit? I got, I got Mine these in the gray, the black, away. and the maroon. You're not giving up on the drink yet. I don't know. But I, I got these. Alien's not gonna work. As you it's can, not gonna work. As you can probably see, like these are about full. Yeah. So as I've got, <laughs> as I no. I'm going to pull this up now. I love you. (laughs) But like, as I've been in a relationship for probably a year and a half now, um, I've gained more weight. It just yeah, happens. Always, so, hey, I, that's when, when you know it's good. When you're in a comfortable girl, girl like, I am so comfortable. Is, I'm like, get thicker. My ass is great. I think between me and John, we've, been, we've gained you know the like an part entire is? human. You know yeah. what the worst part is? It's when you're comfortable in the relationship and the guy's like, I've gotten too fat. And you're like, I don't want to deal with your insecurities. <laughs> I don't want and you're like, I'm fine with it. Like, be fat. I'm totally... You're but, here. I just want to, like, so, tell you, like, it's fine. And he's yeah. like, no. And you're like... So, like, 
<laughs> I finally <laughs> decided. My mom texted me, and, and her and my dad were going out of town for the weekend because of my dad's birthday. And she was like, "We're gonna go to Tanger Outlet Mall." And if you're Tennessee, okay, it is Southern, almost one o'clock. We gotta wrap this shit. I know. <laughs> if you're Tennessee really? and Southern, you know Tango Outlet Mall. She bought me new bras. I gain weight in my boobs and right here. So, like, this is the immediate area. Her hips and ass. Phoenix, you can see that. <laughs> so, this is, this is it. Here. Like, I start with, like, sports she bras. She starts with the boobs. She goes down to bras. the hips and ass. And then I get normal bras because I need them. Because this nice. is not working for general <laughs> public anymore. It's getting too heavy. I need normal bras. So my mom was like, "When's the last there? time you had like bras with a little underwire and padding?" I'm like, "When's the last time you brought me bras?" <laughs> and she was like, "Although well, I can't agree with that." Literally, <laughs> literally, she fucking said, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And I was like, "No." My When's mom, the last time she brought me bras? She's and she's like, like, "Do you know what size you are?" And I'm like, "36C." And I will say for everybody, it's not about like. Everybody is so concerned with being like A, B, C, D, whatever. Yeah. It it's has a lot to do with this and this. Like, I'm sorry, but I'm thicker. So I yeah. need a lot around, around. this way. So That's I don't have like the immediate like pooge where like yeah, I, just wanted to say I have where my boobs and my fat on my like I'm not gonna in lie case and anyone, I don't care like in case there's me. some dudes listening who thought we were gonna fucking talk about wrestling tonight guess fuck what you. you're wrong motherfucker fuck wrestling the it's, number, it's men's but, but it's also, men's fighting for belts with is around the letters and cup size I would actually like to have this conversation happen. The number is actually around your actual like bosom. Your yeah, body. and yeah. that's the thing. Yeah. Like I the would get thicker. The cup is how big your boobs yeah, actually are. Yeah, and like yeah. guys don't understand this. They're so like, like I'd like them to be like a fifty-five. The cup D H. And the thing is, <laughs> you're like, it's not a thing. Like, I not ideally, no my mom, I told her, I said, try a thirty-six C. Because I looked at my last... triple DHQ sounds like a spy number. Well, <laughs> I looked at my last bra, and my last bra was a 36C, and I was like, it's not working, so I'm like, try, like, this next size. It fit. And I'm like, I'm not saying I'm a C or a D, like, what people expect, you know, like, ooh, you know, okay. Yeah, really, like, but I'm just like, if it's, it's around here, if it's around here, it's comfortable. Like, boobies. people don't understand how tits okay. work, I feel like. Boobies, it's like, it's not immediate, like, hey, my tits are massive. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't call myself a C or a D, but, like, when I'm actually wearing a bra, like, what's comfortable is the 36 or 36C. Like, because if yeah, it's dude, around if here it, and no. here. No, no, no. If it makes you feel, not really feel any better, but, like, the, fir- the first and last time I've ever got measured for a bra <laughs> was in middle school. And it was for my eighth grade formal right before I moved to Tennessee. So it was, like, a big deal. And I was like, oh, go boy. Oh, my gosh. We actually did go all out for it. And it was amazing. Beautiful. And my crush at the time kissed me at the end of the night. And then I was like, I'm moving. So this does mean shit. But like, it was, like, the, the perfect winter fall. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, at the time, I was like, yes. But anyways... Like, after I moved... We had an 8th grade dance. We didn't went to a formal. We weren't that fancy. Yeah, no, like, 8th grade dance was, like, at the end of the year. Like, it was at in the 8th yeah. grade year, so I moved right after that. But, like, my crush there was a random... at the end of the year, and I was like, yes, 
I'm flying. There's a homeschool like, kid. They're like, I'm moving the next day. We had a homeschool. There was a homeschool kid whose mom like decided Shoot. to let him come to this dance, and like these other guys were doing like crazy like standing like backflips and shit. Yeah. And so they got him up in a basket toss, and they dropped him on the floor, and he broke his arm. <gasps> oh shit! Well, that's completely the opposite of what I was going for. It was crazy. But my oh, point, no. my point about the bra measuring was, is before that, um, I was wearing a. Uh, Pigment dress out. It was a spaghetti strap dress, so I couldn't wear a bra. I, had to wear. Mm. I could wear a bra. I had to wear a bra. Strapless like, bra. Strapless bra. So oh, get, God. Those I, are the worst. No. They are the worst. They actually my boobs are the worst. just push they them down. They don't do anything. Like, strapless first bra. Time I was like, all like, they do is struggle like I'm struggling. Uh, yeah, they all, all do is, miserable. like, you're, like, constantly like, pulling them, pushing them, pushing them. I was in middle boobs, school, so it wasn't as bad. And the dress itself kind of had, like, a boob cup thing going on. So it was, like, cut off at your boobs. So we're, like, trying to keep, like, everything up together. But regardless of that, it went fine. Um, but the actual measuring process, um, so in middle school, I measured at a C. And Damn. just saying, uh, you actually have to be topless to get your boobs measured, and that was not a fun experience as someone in middle no, school. No, and that's the thing. When I got measured, I remember they tried to measure like, me without, like, my bra. No, yeah, they and actually had to measure they, you topless. And, and they like, didn't measure me, and I remember they measured me, and they th- said, and this is when I was definitely, like, a B. Like, there was no way I was a C or a D. Like, this was early on. Mm-hmm. They said, you're a C something. And my mom and me both looked at each other and I was like, no. no. And I even, like, remember even that being that old, I'm like, do I need to take off my bra? And it was that Victoria's Secret. And I remember they measured me again. It was okay. like a B something. But I'm like, like, what are we measuring again? Like, I'm, I'm coming to you for help and like, you're telling you're me I'm a C something. And I'm like... In elementary, maybe starting middle school. Because I was the same way. Like, I blossomed early, but I stopped. Like, I've had this same boob size, like, wave back and forth kind of a little bit since I was, like, in middle school up until now. Okay. I hate to see this, but it's almost one. We got we to gotta cut this off. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. We do. We do. <laughs> So here, I guess here comes the sign off of that discussion. If you want to do it, then you can do it. Well, as always, please feel free to follow us on all of our social media. You can find us on Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram. SoundCloud? Oh, not yet. We're not not there yet. What? Almost. I don't know. (laughs) Drunky me with your boobs. Calm down. Whatever. (laughs) What? She's so cute when she's so drunk. You know, she ne- first off, can we treasure this for just a second before I finish off? Like, she never gets drunk. I never I know. Was drunk. I'm I've not drunk seen this. Like, she's I'm never. I, I've seen her way more drunk than this, but like, she's not gonna be happy tomorrow. But I'm so excited. I'm like, not. You're not. I'm but, me. But you know what? Matter. I know. <laughs> As a. Uh, as the freak R. Kelly would say, it's the freaking weekend. It's the freaking weekend. Baby, we about to have, have some, some fun. fun. Hey. First off, you don't really listen to on the way home? That ignition. ignition. But also, uh, <laughs> the reason is to ignition hot and fresh first out of the kitchen. kitchen. First, first, first off, time out, time out, time out. Like, not a big discussion, but like, was there ever a regular ignition? No. Not that I ever There's only the always the right like, remix. Like, the remix. There's no way. like, you know what? We've done a remix. It's better than the original. It's Burn it. But I just wanted to make sure, like, that things we did. I will call him back in a minute. Okay. 
Uh, as always, uh, like social you. media, um, the most important places you can follow us are the places you can follow our very lovely voices. You can find us on... <laughs> You speak like angels on ecstasy. I can't even do this. SoundCloud, Stitcher, Podbean, iTunes, and I'm missing Spotify. Spotify. And as always, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, topics you'd like to hear us talk about, which doesn't even include wrestling or whatever you want to hear us talk about, really, you can find us on... That. You can email us at threefansinapod at gmail.com. Again, all lowercase, all one word. Mm-hmm. Email us a thing to talk about. We'll get drunk, we'll talk about it. We have no shame, obviously. Oh, this was like a three fucking hour podcast. I think yeah, I'm gonna divide yeah, this How long so, did we talk? I'm gonna divide it into parts. We are at three hours and 28 oh minutes. Oh my god! Minutes. So I think we're gonna do it. Does this count for this week and next week? Yeah, that's what I was gonna, I gonna say. Part, yeah. I think for, to get people yeah. through the next two weeks, I'm gonna do a part one, part two, part three. Yes. Okay, that's that cool. Work. I actually want to listen to this podcast because I feel like yes, I had something beneficial to say. Brittany, you want basically you, Brittany, most of this podcast. Am I is you like too drunk to appreciate, or did I make a? Fool it's not of even myself. her ranting. No. Though. Okay. It's literally her enlightening people. <laughs> I will like, say I'm going to say this before this podcast ends, and I want to make this clear because I want to give credit. I have been listening to a lot of Truth for Teachers. And pod of pedagogy, which pedagogy means it's like um, the the wordology for teachers. So what teachers use to teach. And I will say, like, mm-hmm. I know things seem different here, and it will be different because it's not about that. But like thinking about yourself and all this stuff has a lot to do with me listening to that and meditation. So hey, you know. Yeah. And while we're plugging we'll other podcasts, uh, we'll plug that. I don't know if anybody's gonna listen to it, but like, hey, <laughs> um, also they help me a lot with this stuff. The Clever Girl Knows podcast, also, um, if you're looking to empower yourself, whether you're trying to reach goals that are business related or just better yourself as a person in general, I highly recommend the Clever Girl Knows podcast. And if you're looking to just say fuck it and have some fun and some laughs about some goofy shit uh listen to super live adventure podcast um you can find them on itunes and i'm not really sure where else because that's usually where i listen to them but uh, they're also on instagram at slapodcast.com not dot com just kidding at slapodcast um <laughs> Superliveadventure.com. <laughs> uh, superliveadventure.com is their website, and from there, I think you can find all the places that you can listen to them. That's John Saluga, uh, former comedy producer for Impractical Jokers, and I say former because I'm not sure that they're going to continue with the show or not, uh, oh. considering the cons- the cert- the current state of the world. I'm not really well, sure. I mean, um, well, and artist. Uh, hospital employee and jug band uh, player Christopher J. Sorrentino Uh, but I would recommend listening to their podcast they've had 300 plus episodes after their 300 they've started season 2 they've just released episode 3 
of season two, and they are fucking hilarious. The but fucking anyway. artwork also, for some of this episode. Oh, no. What also, happens? if you enjoy <laughs> our podcast and are feeling very generous, you can uh, support us through Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash three fans in a pod. We have different uh, reward tiers. So depending on how much you are willing to donate per month, uh, there are different reward tiers. You will either be just acknowledged on our podcast and thanked uh, by name or we... At our ultimate tier, we will book you with a fucking gimmick and provide you with a shirt like your own private merch. Um, That's maybe something, the tiers are maybe something we're going to be working on here in the next couple of months, but we'll figure that out. We're transitioning. We're transitioning from a full-on wrestling gimmick, or wrestling podcast with... But basically uh, a gimmick. But, yeah. You will be booked with your own wrestling gimmick. Um, That will not go away, I feel as though. That's no, it. wrestling is forever in our blood. So, uh, like our love for wrestling, and as deep as my love runs for Dustin Rhodes, we will just there say will always be wrestling there will always be wrestling content on this motherfucking podcast. And though there may not have been as much tonight, let me just say that Dustin Rhodes is starting his own wrestling school, <laughs> Rhodes Wrestling it. Academy yes. in Austin, Texas. Uh, go follow their page on uh, Facebook at Rhodes Wrestling Academy. Go search it, give it a like, follow it, all that good shit. And... Yep. <laughs> I think we were out a long time ago. We were out like fucking three hours We ago. were out... Long time. We love you guys. Peace. Peace, peace. We really have to. Peace.